The Moody Academy Expert Talks is a series of online sessions featuring industry experts talking about the Philippine real estate landscape as we cope with the new normal. Hello everyone, my name is Adine Passis, Learning and Development Coach for Lamudi Philippines. And for today's Expert Talk session, we will be talking about office, hotel, and warehouse outlook update. The presentation will be provided by Sheila Lubien of the Lubien Realty Group. So if you have any questions, please feel free to ask them in the comment section and we will do our best to get to them as soon as possible. Thank you very much and we hope you enjoy. All right. Good afternoon, my name is Sheila Lobien, and I'm here to give you a snapshot of the COVID-19 impact on the Philippine real estate market. Uh, as you can see, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected everyone in the world, the whole globe. As we speak today, this is the number of cases and deaths in the country. And what's scary to note is that even the first world countries are experiencing this and up to today they are they are not able to contain this pandemic what more for us here who are actually in the philippines when you look at the top 10 countries as i have shared bulk of them are you know the main spots tourist spots in europe led by italy spain uh, france germany and now the us as well and looking at the industries affected by the pandemic, obviously, the hard hit are the ones in the tourism and entertainment industry. In the entertainment industry alone, definitely no one will go to concerts, cinemas, etc. The airline industry heavily hit. Um, they Most of the local airlines have just started their flights uh, this week. And as you can see, Cebu Pacific, PAL, almost all the others are asking for help also from the government. The hotel industry as well, many hoteliers have uh, closed. Marco Polo and Davao have already announced that they will not operate starting June 15. And recently also the group of Victoria, the King owners, um, they said also that they will not uh, operate their hotel, um, hotel all over the Philippines. Now, looking at the countries, uh, when you look at their GDP growth, these are the countries who have forecasted that with this pandemic, they don't see any positive GDP growth rate in their country. In fact, many are saying that they'll have a very uh, a negative uh, growth, at least for 2020. In Asia, the only, uh, well, so far these are all positive, but another reforecast is expected. And uh, with that, we will definitely see countries uh, who will not expect any growth this year, if at all. Um, you know, here Thailand because they're heavily into the tourism, the um, entertainment industry. They at as early as uh, this stage, they've already announced that they're expecting below what four negative uh, four percent growth rate, and. The Philippines, when you look at the whole country, our uh, economy is always affected when there is a crisis. So from Asian financial crisis, SARS, global financial crisis, and today it's a combination of economic and uh, financial crisis. What more, you know, with, with this situation? We've, um, in, in the real estate market, we, we don't have any data yet to show that the 
prices of uh, land or properties have already gone down primarily because in the last two or three months there were very few transactions if not probably no transaction at all but in the next few months we'll be able to come back and show you more data um, now going deeper into the office market i always believe that the office market is one of the best barometers of the economy because once these office spaces are built and taken that means jobs are created in the market and when there is jobs when people are employed of course they have money to spend they'll be able to buy they'll be able to purchase they'll be able to go out spend and uh, eat outside and this will fuel the whole economy uh, the office market, when you look at the GDP growth rate versus office rental rate, a lot of our clients have already asked us whether uh, there will be a you know, decline in rental and then at what level, how much. So looking at all the crises in the past from Asian financial crisis, SARS and the GFC recently, you know, um, I have only seen the global financial crisis in 2008. When that happened, when it reached the Philippines, we felt it. And so when you look at 2008-2009 graph, you'll see a sharp decline in rental and also in GDP growth rate. However, for us, what's good here in the Philippines, it was quite short. So in a matter of less than a year, we've seen an uptick. And uh, in 2010 onwards, um, from, from that time onwards, we've seen an increase in rental and demand in the office space market. And for the last how many years, 10 years, it's, it's been a very robust and steady growth for the office real estate market here in the country. Now, 2020 is another story. Um, as of today, what's being supplied out there, they're all taken. But the next few months uh, will be another update. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to you with a different report depending on how the market moves in the next few months. Now looking at GDP construction percentage versus office supply, um, what's interesting to note here is that the, the market is very strong. Uh, a lot of investors are really into the construction, the property market. And in 2011 onwards, you'll see that there was a growth in the office supply. And despite the pandemic in 2008, we're able to recover quickly. So the Philippines is a very resilient uh, country and the market itself is quite resilient. The BPO industry, when, when things went wrong in the U.S. and in other parts of the world, and they started to look at saving costs, they looked at the Philippines as an option to, of course, outsource the non-core stuff. And therefore, we have the accounting back office, voice call center, etc., etc. And that is one of the pillars of the Philippine economy, aside from the OFW remittances and the tourism industry, which right now are heavily hit. This is the Metro Manila supply analysis. As you can see, the vacancy rate, 4.6%, is very low. And anywhere in the world where you see below 5% or a single-digit uh, vacancy rate, it means that the economy is good, the business, the office market is doing well. When you go out and check all the prime buildings or even offices in the major CBDs, they're mostly fully leased. And if there are vacancies, very few. 
out of the 900,000 square meters of office stock that has entered the Philippine market this year, 40% uh, of that was already leased. So the first quarter of this year was very uh, healthy, was very good. And uh, of course, when the lockdown happened in March up to today, when you know everything is slowly moving, um, no, not much movement, but the first quarter was really healthy and the previous years also. And if you look at the average rent from last year to today, it's steadily increasing. The average rental across Metro Manila right now is at 1,100 plus pesos per square meter. The office supply pipeline. Um, this will tell you that there is still confidence in the market. The developers have a very good pipeline. And 2020 today has around 900,000 square meters of office space. However, as we go along, you'll, you'll see that there will be a decline in terms of the total square meters. And that, I think, is good because if there will be a slight decline in demand, then this supply will just be enough to to, to be absorbed in the market. What will be supplied out there will be taken because the BPO, the outsourcing industry, is still growing. The POGO market is still there and traditional office takers are still there. In fact, the food manufacturing industry, healthcare business are, are growing in, in times like this and the IT industry as well. If you look at the average rental, Almost all positive and growing, no? moving up. Makati and Taguig, um, BGC, they're holding the highest in terms of rental at almost 2,000 pesos per square in Makati. And in Taguig, the highest is at 1,600 pesos per square. The Bay Area is another good story because it's where the entertainment industry is located, the casinos, the pogos. And in the last four years, it has jumped no? from... Uh, four years ago, they were just enjoying, what, 600 pesos per square meter. Today, their highest they saw was at 1,500 pesos per square meter. And this is phenomenal because of that demand coming from the gaming, the pogo, the casino industry. What's driving the demand? Still the same. These are the major drivers of demand here in the Philippines. The BPO, the outsourcing industry, the gaming industry, and traditional office takers who are either upgrading their office or consolidating their offices. And we still see the same trend will continue because uh, outsourcing industry is here to stay. And so far, the current administration is still um, supporting the POGO, the gaming industry. It has just been, what, four years, five years that the POGO, the gaming industry, started in the Philippines. But when you look at the total footprint that they have here in the country, they're currently occupying 10% of the total office stock in the market. That's huge. Um, they've been here for only five years and they're already occupying more than a million square meters of office space. And the uh, Chinese who are here, of course, fueling the retail industry, the residential industry, taking space taking residential condo, um, the condos everywhere near, near and inside the CBD market. The outsourcing industry, we're still the number one in voice and second to India in terms of non-voice, meaning those um, more complicated jobs, accounting, engineering, IT back office, um, architectural work. We need more of that, the higher value work to also grow here in the country. And I always believe that outsourcing is here to stay because companies will always look for ways to cut costs. And uh, 
outsourcing your business, your non-core stuff is always the way to go to increase profit and to increase your bottom line. These are the townships, no? Um, as you can see, this pandemic, this current situation will make the township grow even more this time. That makes you kind of environment where you live, play, and uh, go, you know, everything in one area, work, live, play. Uh, and big developers are, are into this, the likes of SM, Ayala, Robin, Robinsons, PhilInvest, uh, MechaWorld, they're into this mixed-use township uh, development. And 60% of that are outside Metro Manila right now. And given the current situation, a lot of companies also will look at decentralizing their operation so that when another pandemic happens, then they will be ready. They will be more uh, resilient. And uh, operation-wise, it will not be that uh, disrupted compared to what happened today. Provincial market, I just want to show you that there is stock. There is good supply all over the country as far as Cebu, Davao, and near Metro Manila, Cavite, Laguna, Pampanga, Bulacan. Um, a lot of good stock are out there and, um, and mostly PESA accredited. These are the buildings that the call center industry are looking for. Quickly on the residential market, what's good to note is that bulk of uh, what's out there, what's supplied, the developers are, are doing, they're geared towards that low, um, low end to upper mid, wherein you know, the units are between 3 million to 7 million pesos. And uh, these are targeting primarily the BPO employees, the OFW workers, and the families who, you know, who are just starting and who want to live near their workplace. And the highest still, of course, as I have shared, similar to the office market, the Makati, Makati area, BGC, are the ones enjoying the highest in terms of uh, price per square meter if you want to purchase a condo unit right now. GDP growth versus real estate loans. I'd like to share this because when you look at uh, the last, what, 20 years, it's good to note that when you measure property investment in terms of real estate loans, no matter what happens, even during the global financial crisis, it has you know, increased and it was not affected at all. Meaning people and even property developers are uh, taking loans from the bank to invest in properties. So when the market is down, of course, the banks will entice you to take loans. And a lot of um, you know, banks right now are still offering that. And Filipinos, the big dream to have your own house, your own place, your own property, it's always there. That's why when you look at the real estate loans from the last how many years, it has been steadily growing. People are borrowing, companies are borrowing to spend and build either their property for business or their own property, their own house. And that's good for us. This is good right now because despite this, people will continue to to build and to buy their property. The tourism and hospitality market, uh, I don't want to uh, expound a lot on this because they're heavily affected at the moment. But what I'd like you to look at is the tourism receipts uh, versus our GDP growth. As I have shared, the Philippine economy is heavily affected when there is crisis. And we're in the world, it's like that. 
and tourism uh, receipts as well. If you look at today, 2020, sharp decline uh, when there is a lockdown, of course, no travelers, and a lot of these hotels are heavily relying on the mice, the convention, the groups, the meetings, bookings from guests, uh, foreign guests. And because of this crisis, they have experienced a sharp decline in their revenues immediately. And we don't see any you know, quick rebound right away. In the number of hotel rooms as well, when you look at all the hotel brands, they're already here in the Philippines. And uh, that was because of the very strong economic fundamentals that we have experienced in the last how many years? Almost a decade. And today, with with what's happening, definitely all these rooms are not being utilized. What uh, the hotel operators are doing right now is repurposing their assets. Many hotels um, uh, developers are either offering it to, to uh, the POGO or the BPO industry to house their employees during the lockdown and uh, offering special rates. Their meeting rooms, conventions are, convention rooms are being repurposed into a short-term office requirement and offering it to the call center, the BPO industry, to address that social distancing requirement that the government is currently implementing. Since they cannot put their people all in their office, they can like you know rent out in the hotel facilities and house and let their people work there. So there are a lot of um, changes and adaptation that the tourism industry, especially the hoteliers, are doing right now as we speak. Logistics market, obviously, because of the growth in e-commerce, everyone now is so used somehow to buying things online because we don't want to have that contact, physical contact as much as possible. We don't want to go out. And so um, this pandemic has fueled and has speed up the uh, e-commerce, people using online, purchasing things online, banking, banking online. And right now, because of that, um, the growth in the warehousing industry is, is really fantastic. And it's a, it's a market where we see almost 10% growth year on year. And uh, will, it will be a trillion uh, peso industry in, in, what, a year from now. But there are still a lot of things to be done for for this uh, you know, sector to also grow because the current infrastructure is still uh, not that strong. So connecting uh, places, the roads, the bridges, uh, and, and in terms of telco, the, uh, the internet connection, the data connectivity, so many things to be done uh, for, for, for this uh, industry to fully thrive. But as it is today, it's already doing well and thriving. And where we see the growth of the logistics market, the warehousing industry, of course, most um, bulk of the transaction is happening here in the metro. 90% of the office market here is here in Metro Manila and about 10% outside the metro so bulk of the activities, they're really happening in Metro Manila. And that's why a lot of warehouses, logistics uh, facilities are either within or very near Metro Manila. So Laguna, Cavite, and if you want to go north, Valenzuela, Caloocan, Pampanga, as far as Bulacan, that, that far. So, and if you want to go south, we have Cebu, Davao. But this is where the market uh, will grow, Calabar Zone area, Central Luzon, um, and, and the logistics market right now is uh, very active, very busy, because people are buying things online, so storage of that, transporting that will be 
uh, very uh, important in the next coming months and probably years to come. So the new normal with all the uncertainties that we currently have, people now are slowly starting to go back to office again. Some are still implementing work from home. So many things are still unclear. But what's going to be good for us here in the Philippines is, of course, as a real estate practitioner and as a business owner also, we would always want to support the Build, Build, Build project. And I think this is crucial. Uh, the private sectors should support the government initiative in the short term. This is what we need. We need the government to spend, to employ people, to employ locals, uh, improve the infrastructure, the data connectivity, the transportation, linking one city to another. And this will somehow slowly start everything back again. And we need this, and that's why we want to support this. When uh, countries, when companies look at the Philippines also, they look at the infrastructure that we have. And to be competitive, this is what we need in the long run. The Philippines has to work on its infrastructure and that will attract more and more investors and companies to come here in the Philippines, build their business, put up shop and employ locals. And uh, that's why we are heavily supporting this. And uh, in the next few months, definitely the cost for health and safety uh, in maintaining the facility will be very crucial. A lot of uh, property developers and property managers and owners right now are looking at this. And this will be part of the things that a person will look at when they will purchase their own condo, their own property. If you're a business owner also, if you look at an office before leasing it, you will look at how the property people, the property management team um, conducts their cleanliness, their safety, how they monitor everything. So healthy buildings, healthy places, not just green will be the next big thing, the next uh, uh, focus of many property owners, property developers, and people who are purchasing properties at the moment. So for us, for Lobian Realty Group, this is our near-term expectations given what's happening in the market and uh, the things that we see moving forward. So the, out, the POGO industry, the gaming industry, and the outsourcing, the BPO industry, will still fuel the office market demand. They are here. They are continuously taking space. At the moment, they're reassessing their current real estate portfolio and uh, there are plans for expansion, expansion, but probably we'll see that in the last quarter of this year or early next year, depending on how things will move in the next few months. The mixed-use township development, as I've said, will be more and more important. And the value proposition of many developers now, the work-lived, uh, play type of environment will be very important. I can't imagine, you know, your mental health and your sanity when you're stuck in a 20 square meter place, you know, room for three months and you can't get out, you can't do anything. So the healthy building will be very important. Properties with fresh air, lots of lights coming inside your, off, your unit or your place will be very uh, good and will attract a lot of uh, buyers for for property owners, uh, property sellers too. PESA buildings, very few. So this will be very important. Uh, this is what the BPO industry needs. They need to be in a PESA accredited building so they can enjoy tax holidays. The house and lot, uh, we've, uh, we see that it will continue to grow and 
all the more this time because when there is another pandemic, it's best to have your own house wherein you can maintain, you can have the facility, you can clean it, uh, you're somehow isolated. And when you go out, you still you can still go out and smell some fresh air in your backyard, etc. So we see a lot of this. We get a lot of calls from expats, friends right now, looking at this. Aside from the condo that they have inside the facility, they will also, inside, their, inside the CBD, they will also look at house and lot outside the metro. And the health and sanitation costs, as I've said, will really increase in the next uh, few months and years to come. It will be very important for uh, property owners to, to, to budget and spend for the health and sanitation uh, cost of the property. Will we still be able to rely on this industry when work from home arrangements are becoming uh, popular or becoming the new norm? Well, number one, the, we're, we're talking about the BPO industry and the work from home. So if um, you've checked what uh, CCAP and BPAP have said, they're the association of the outsourcing industries here in the Philippines. Um, when the pandemic happened, when the lockdown you know, was implemented, March, April, and uh, up to May, right now it's been a little relaxed. But during those times, um, they tried to, of course, put everything uh, in a work from home mode, but they can't. So number one reason is that they still have to have um, work in the office because some accounts are very critical. The banking industry, insurance industry, there are some security issues there. And therefore that office component will stay. It cannot be removed. Um, and, and there are different works that that will still need to be done inside the office for, for the BPO and the call center industry. The work from home, yes, but during those two months no, when they had to uh, get how many laptops and provide data for their employees, it was not as easy. Aside from that, they have to provide housing no, to, to have that skeletal workforce in place. Uh, moving forward, what they are looking at, I still believe, you know, we feel in the market where we operate that the office industry and the BPO, the outsourcing industry, is uh, here to stay and uh, they will still grow. And despite the work from home arrangement, it will not be totally eradicated or removed. The work from home, they've already said this, uh, CCAP and ITBPAP, that they that most of the operators in the country can only implement up to maximum no, 40% of their workforce. Actually, that was already a stretch. 20 to 30% and then 40 would be maximum. Why? Because it's so, um, the, number one, the data, the connectivity here in the Philippines is not that strong compared to other countries. And you cannot rely on, on a strong internet connection. So it's not doable that everyone will be just at home and doing things. I experience it here. You can see that you know, in our place, uh, it's, it's still, it's, all, it's fluctuating. What more in other parts of town we're in, it's not as organized as where we are. So um, that, that being said, uh, we still feel that the outsourcing industry is an industry that will stay. And aside from you know, implementing the work from home, 
they said up maximum 40% because as I've said, the cost is still very high. You have to provide laptops for your employees, internet data, etc. So what they're saying is that they can probably do that, but the rest will still go to work in the office uh, and follow the social distancing. And the outsourcing industry is always, uh, it's here to stay because companies will always look for ways to cut costs and to be more profitable and to be agile. And you outsource things to do that, uh, to, to, to have that. And the Philippines is a, a number one country when it comes to voice. We have the population, we have the talent, very young, English-speaking people. They can easily uh, bring jobs here and um, do the work here. What we can see will change is that people, the companies will start to decentralize uh, the operation. So instead of having your 1,000 people in one building or in one city, uh, the BPO industry are looking at decentralizing that. So probably 500 in Manila and another 500 in Cavite so that when something happens, another pandemic or lockdown happens, you know, they can operate. Uh, if one area closes, probably they can still work and operate in another area. And it will be not that uh, a big hassle to, to have uh, everything closed or stopped in, in one area. So these are the things that we are observing and uh, we believe will still continue uh, to, to grow. We, we don't feel that the office market will be gone. All right. With GCQ allowing more movement, are we going to see um, demand pouring back into the country or will they be a little bit more hesitant this time? Mm-hmm. Um, well, good question. So to answer that, as I've shared, no timing will be very important. Right now, uh, the priorities have changed. Definitely, people are buying essentials, food, things that they need. Uh, in the in the condo market, residential market, it's fueled by the Pogo industry, of course, the BPO employees. Uh, the the condo market, residential market, they're targeting these uh, people, the employees of POGO and the employees of the BPO industry, plus the OFW workers. Uh, Currently, they're all affected. So we don't think that the next few months will see a spike again in demand. There will be some slowdown, definitely. In fact, today, a lot of developers and condo owner uh, property developers are enticing people to buy online and to book and reserve something right now, they're enticing them with either longer payment terms, uh, special payment terms, just for you to, to, to commit and to buy. It's not going to be easy, and I don't think that we'll see that pent-up demand right away. It will probably be the next two quarters will be uh, a bit slow, but you know it, it can change dramatically uh, once the confidence is back again in the market. And the confidence will only be back when there is a vaccine. So there will really be some adjustment. Property developers will probably look at offering a discount or enticing people with some discount pre-COVID rate. But as we speak, we don't see that yet. Developers are not really uh, putting prices 10 20% below COVID, uh, pre-COVID time, no? Uh, and, and many are just enticing the locals, people, and buyers with, with just incentives or longer payment terms, etc. 
uh, we will will probably what what we feel as I've shared is an increase in demand in the housing in the house and lot industry in the house and lot segment the socialized housing of course will still be there pag ibig in fact is enticing locals to to borrow to to borrow and uh, buy property so the socialized housing is still underserved the low income bracket is underserved so there will be movements there but the upper um, mid you know the people the, the condo market primarily catering to the PPO workers or the Pogo workers might see some slowdown. Uh, and I don't see that it will spike right away in the next one or three months. There will be some um, calibration there that will happen. But next year, who knows? You know, the market is still strong for, for uh, at least for this industry. And they will, of course, need housing. E-commerce has helped uh, the logistics industry really thrive mm -hmm. uh, as it is on the rise and it is one of the most utilized um, industries right now thanks to the uh, quarantine. What about how, uh, how it may affect uh, commercial real estate in terms of take up, in terms mm -hmm. of you know, people actually actively going to malls again, mm -hmm. etc.? Yeah. Well, Filipinos, number one, I think we are all, will always be a mall lover. This pandemic will pass, definitely. And the malls will still be there. What's, what's um, interesting about Philippines is that we love to go to malls. And when U.S., Europe, when their malls are shrinking, here in the Philippines, our malls are growing like crazy. Not just in the metro, but outside uh, Manila. In fact, the, the, the big players, the big developers are bringing it in the provinces where people live. Mini malls, mini shopping areas. So it's part of the Filipino DNA to go out and spend time in the mall. It's a social activity. It's a social, uh, it's a place for everyone from, from the infant to the lolo, the grandma and grandpa to spend the weekend. And probably because the Philippines is so hot, we like to go to the mall and... Uh, because it's cooler there, cheaper, and no free aircon. But with what's happening now, it's uh, I don't think people will be uh, brave enough to spend time in the mall. So it will be quiet. Now, e-commerce is growing, definitely. So logistics, the warehousing real estate is growing. That's the you know upside. Uh, since this uh, logistic, this warehousing industry is growing, they will take... Uh, properties in, in outside Metro Manila and we'll put up warehousing facilities there. And it's happening right now. So that's the other side of it. And uh, in terms of ground floor retail, the restaurants and all, at the moment, of course, they're heavily hit. They can't operate. You, you have a small restaurant and you still have to uh, follow the social distancing. So it's really difficult. So a lot of them are into deliveries right now. But that will not make their revenues. They make a lot of money by operating, of course, their restaurants and shops. So it's really hard for the retailers, especially the resto operators right now and uh, the malls because people will not go out and shop and buy non-essential stuff. So that is a bit uh, you know, discouraging at the moment. But it's not permanent and I don't see this being a permanent scenario once things are somehow back to normal and it will only back to normal when the confidence is back when there is a vaccine and when that will happen we don't know so as we speak 
buying things online is the best way to go. Less contact, you know, better. So things are delivered at your doorstep. So the warehousing facility now will benefit from this. And there is a real estate component there. And, um, you know, mini shops or mini stall in multiple areas. I think that will be the trend. Instead of having one big, uh, you know, restaurant here, you'll have multiple delivery or shopping or point area where people can buy and pick up stuff or you also can deliver things from there if you're a retailer. But the mall bit, it will still be there. It will just take time. We Filipinos are mall lovers. In fact, here in the country, we have four of the biggest malls. So out of the top 10 malls uh, in the world, the biggest malls are found here in the Philippines, four of them. And that's uh, thanks to SM because they're really the biggest mall operator here in the country. All right. And for my last question, um, are you optimistic that we can recover quickly uh, as soon as the quarantine uh, lifts? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always, you know, optimistic but realistic at the same time. Uh, as I've said, uh, the confidence of everyone will not be back right away until the vaccine is there. So there will really be a new normal, a new way of doing things. But Philippines as a country and the Filipinos, no, us Filipinos, we've seen how many disasters, how many calamities. In fact, the business continuity plan is always part of the DNA of many companies here in the Philippines. Though this is something that it's unprecedented. No one has seen this type of pandemic. But I always feel that we will recover. And uh, the, the thing is, the outsourcing industry, I've, I've always said, it will, it will stay. It will be there. Because especially now that companies or countries are having a hard time, they will look for ways to cut on costs, to save, to be more agile, to be more efficient. And uh, to do that, you'll have to outsource some work. And Philippines is always one of that country, the recipient of these uh, work coming from either the U.S., Europe, or Asia. We even get work from India. It's India and Philippines now when it comes to the back office. What we'd like to support is the government's initiative to jumpstart the economy again by, uh, you know, that build, build, build thing because that will create jobs when there is job in the market. Then. People have money to spend. When they have money to spend, then that will fuel everything. We're a consumer country. You know, people buy, uh, and that's how economy moves here. And I believe you know, when, when things are somehow, we're slowly going back again, we have to be very cautious. Health is wealth, so that is very important. A lot of companies right now, they have to show their people that they care. And you have to have that balancing act between the wealth, uh, the economic well-being and the health and welfare of your people also. So CEOs and business owners have a very big responsibility. And of course, the government has to help also to support everything and to fuel back uh, the economy, you know, move things up and speed things up to recovery. I still feel that we have a very good economic fundamentals, uh, our GDP growth, for the last how many years, what, at 6% plus. We're like the darling in Asia. A lot of countries are coming here, interested to invest here. And nothing has changed. There's only this crisis, this pandemic, this sick uh, COVID-19 that's somehow stopping things and making things, you know, slow down a bit. But 
everything, when you remove that, the economy is still there moving. And, and we just have to support everyone, you know, support everything uh, and help each other to, to grow the business. Uh, I mean, the whole economy back up again. And real estate is always a safe place to place your money to invest. That's why I'm happy I'm in this market because it's part of the basic human needs, food, shelter, education. Shelter is there and there is real estate in there. So that's the best thing about what we do. You will always have opportunities in the real estate industry in a down or up market. You will, you will, you know, do well and make money out of it. It's just a matter of looking for those opportunities while the market is like this. And with that, uh, I end my presentation. You may follow us and you may uh, email us directly if you want to know more about what's happening in the market and if you need any real estate advice. Thank you very much.